This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Hoover. The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. The Prologue. When that Aprilis with his shower's swoot, the drought of March hath pierced to the root, and bathed every vein in such liquor of which virtue engendered is the flower, when Zephyrus eke with his swoot a breath, inspired hath in every holt and heath, the tender crops in the youngest son hath in the ram his half coursey run, and small fowls make melody that sleep in all the night with open eye, so pricketh them nature in their courages. Then long a folk to go on pilgrimages, and palmers for to seek strange strands to fern hollows, couth and sundry lands, and specially from every shire's end of England to Canterbury they wend, the holy blissful martyr for to seek that them hath holpen when that they were sick befell that in that season on a day in southwark at the tabard as i lay ready to wend in on my pilgrimage to canterbury with devout courage at night was come into that hostelry well nine and twenty in a company of sundry folk by adventure ye fall in fellowship and pilgrims were they all that toward canterbury would ride the chamber and the stables were wide and well we were in eased at the best and shortly when the sun was to rest so had i spoken with them every one that i was of their fellowship anon and made forward early for to rise to take our way there as i you devise but natheless while i have time and space ere that i farther in this tale pace methinketh it accordant to reason to tell you all of the condition of each of them so as it seemed to me and which they wearen and of what degree and eke in what array that they were in and at a night then will i first begin a night there was and that a worthy man that from the time that he first began to ridden out he loved chivalry truth and honour freedom and courtesy full worthy was he in his lord's war and thereto had he ridden no man far as well in christendom as in heathenness and ever honoured for his worthiness at alisander he was when it was won Full often time he had the board begun above all nations in Prussia. In Letua had he raised, and in Russia no Christian man so oft of his degree. In Grenade at the siege eke had he be of Algeser, and ridden in Belle-Marie. At Lays was he, and at Sadily when they were won, and in the great sea at many a noble army had he be. At mortal battles had he been fifteen, and foughten for our faith at Tremacene and lists thrice and i slain his foe this ilka worthy knight had been also some time with the lord of palaty against another heathen in turkey and evermore he had a sovereign price and though he was worthy he was wise and of his port as meek as is a maid he never yet no villainy nay said in all his life unto no man or wight he was a very perfect gentle knight but for to tell you of his array his horse was good but yet he was not gay a fustian he weared a jippon all besmottered with his hauberjan for he was late to come from his voyage and went afore to do his pilgrimage with him there was his son a young squire a lover and a lusty bachelor with locks crow as they were laid in press of twenty years of age he was i guess of his stature he was of even length and wonderly deliver and great of strength and he had been some time in Chevachy, in Flanders, in Artois, in Picardy, and borne him well, as of so little space, and hoped to stand in his lady's grace. 
embroidered was he as it were men all full of fresh flowers white and red singing he was or fluting all the day he was as fresh as is the month of may short was his gown with sleeves long and wide well could he sit on horse and fare a ride he could a songs make and well indite joust and eke dance as well portray and write so hot he loved that by night or tale he slept no more than doth the nightingale courteous he was lowly and serviceable and carved before his father at the table a yeoman had he and servants no mo at that time for him lestride so and he was clad in coat and hood of green a sheaf of peacock arrows bright and keen under his belt he bare full thriftily well could he dress his tackle yeomanly his arrows droop not with feathers low and in his hands he bare a mighty bow a nuthead had he with a brown visage of woodcraft could he well all the usage upon his arms he bare a gay bracer and by his side a sword and a buckler and on that other's side a gay dagger harnessed well and sharp as point of spear christopher on his breast of silver sheen and horn he bare the baldric was of green forester was he soothly as i guess there was also a nun a prioress that of her smiling was full simple and coy her greatest oath was but by saint loy and she was clepid madam eglantine full well she sang the service divine and tuned in her nose full seemly and french she spake full fair and fettisly after the school of stratford at a bow for french of paris was to her unknown at meta was she well you taught withal she let no morsel from her lippis fall nor wet her fingers in her sauce deep well could she carry a morsel and well keep that no drop a nay fell upon her breast and courtesy was set full much her lest her over lip a wiped she so clean that in her cup there was no farthing seen of grease when she drunken had her draught full seemly after her meat she wrought and sickerly she was of great disport and full pleasant and amiable of port and pained her to counterfeit a cheer of court and be a stately of manner and to behold in dignity of reverence but for to speaken of her conscience she was so charitable and so piteous she would a weep if that she saw a mouse caught in a trap if it were dead or bled of small a hounds had she that she fed with roasted flesh and milk and wastel bread but sore she wept if one of them were dead or if men smote it with a yard a smart and all was conscience and tender heart full seemly her wimple ye pinched was her nose tretis her eye in grey as glass her mouth full small and thereto soft and red but sickerly she had a fair forehead it was almost a span a brow i trow for hardly she was not undergrow full fetus was her cloak as i was ware of small coral about her arm she bare a pair of beads gauded all with green and thereon hung a brooch of gold full sheen on which first you written in crown day and after amor vincent omnia another nun also with her had she that was her chapeline and priestess three a monk there was a fair for the mastery an outrider that loved venery a manly man to be an abbot able full many a dainty horse had he in stable and when he rode men might his bridle hear jingling in a whistling wind as clear and eke as loud as doth the chapel bell there as his lord was keeper of the cell the rule of saint mare and of saint benet 
because that was old and some deal straight this ilka monk let all the things pace and held after the newer world the trace he was not of the text a pulled hen that saith that hunters be not holy men nay that a monk when he is cloisterless is like to a fish that is waterless this is to say a monk out of his cloister this ilka text held he not worth an oyster and i say his opinion was good why should he study and make himself wood upon a book and cloister always poor or swinking with his hands and labor as austin bid how shall the world be served let austin have his swink to him reserved therefore he was a prickasaur aright greyhounds he had as swift as fowl of flight of prickering and of hunting for the hare was all his lust for no cost would he spare i saw his sleeves are filled at the hand with gris and that the finest of the land and for to fasten his hood under his chin he had of gold you wrought a curious pin a love knot in the greater end there was his head was bald and shone as any glass and eke his face as it had been anoint he was a lord full fat and in good point his eye in steep and rolling in his head that steamed as a furnace of a lead his boots supple his horse in great estate now certainly he was a fair prelate he was not pale as a four-pined ghost a fat swan loved he best of any roast his palfrey was as brown as is a berry a friar there was a wanton and a merry a limitor full solemn man and all the orders for is none that can so much of dalliance in fair language he had ye made full many a marriage of younger women at his own cost unto his order he was a noble post full well beloved and familiar was he with franklins over all in his country and eke with worthy women of the town for he had power of confession as said himself more than a curate for of his order he was licentiate full sweetly heard he confession and pleasant was his absolution he was an easy man to give penance there as he wist to have a good pittance for unto a poor order for to give is sign that a man is well ye shrive for if he gave he durst make a vaunt he wist that the man was repentant for many a man so hard is of his heart he may not weep although him sore smart therefore instead of weeping and prayers men must give silver to the poor frères his tippet was i farced full of knives and pins for to give to fair wives and certainly he had a merry note well could he sing and play in on a rote of yettings he bare utterly the prize his neck was white as is the fleur-de-lis thereto he strong was as a champion he knew well the taverns in every town and every hostler and gay tapster better than a laser or a beggar for unto such a worthy man as he accordeth not as by his faculty to have with such lazers acquaintance it is not honest it may not advance as for to deal with no such poor ale but all with rich and sellers of the tale and over all there is profit should arise courteous he was and lowly of service and as no man nowhere so virtuous he was the best beggar in all his house and gave a certain frame for the grant none of his brethren came into his haunt for though a widow had but one shoe so pleasant was his in principio yet he would have a farthing ere he went his purchase was well better than his rent and rage he could and play as any whelp in love days there could he muchel help for there was he not like a cloisterer 
with threadbare scope as is a poor scholar but he was like a master or a pope of double worsted was his semicope that rounded him as a bell out of press somewhat he lisped for his wantonness to make his english sweet upon his tongue and in his harping when that he had sung his eye and twinkled in his head aright as do the stars in a frosty night this worthy limitor was called hubert a merchant was there with a forked beard and motley and high on his horse he sat upon his head a flandrish beaver hat his boots clasped fair and fettisly his reasons i spake he full solemnly sounding alway the increase of his winning he would the sea were kept for anything betwixt a middleburg and orwell well could he in exchange shields sell this worthy man full well his wit beset there wist no white that he was in debt so estately was he of governance with his bargains and with his chevisance for sooth he was a worthy man withal but sooth to say i not how men him call a clerk there was of oxenford also that unto logic had a long ago as lena was his horse as is a rake and he was not right fat i undertake but looked hollow and thereto soberly full threadbare was his overest courtpy for he had not gotten him yet no benefice nay was not worldly to have an office for him was lever have at his bed's head twenty books clothed in black or red of aristotle and his philosophy and robes rich or fiddle or psaltery but all be that he was a philosopher yet had a he but little gold in coffer but all that he might of his friends hent on books and on learning he it spent and busily gan for the soul's prey of them that gave him wherewith to scholay of study took he most care and heed not one word spake he more than was need and that was said in form and reverence and short and quick and full of high sentence sounding in moral virtue was his speech and gladly would he learn and gladly teach a sergeant of the law wary and wise that often had ye been at the parvis there was also full rich of excellence discreet he was and of great reverence he seemed such his words were so wise justice he was full often in a size by patent and by plain commission for his science and for his high renown of fees and robes had he many one so great a purchaser was nowhere none all was fee simple to him in effect his purchasing might not be in suspect nowhere so busy a man as he there was and yet he seemed busier than he was in terms had he case and doom as all that from the time of king will were fall thereto he could indict and make a thing there could a no white pinch at his writing and every statute could he plain by rote he rode but homely in a medley coat girt with a scent of silk with bare as small of his array tell i no longer tallow